To all who come to this happy place, welcome. And now, the hosts of the Disinsider Show, Skylar Schuler and Derek Cornell. Hello, all you beautiful people. Welcome to episode 18. We are legal. Let's do this. <laughs> Derek, hello. Just call me the glorified assistant. That's what I'm going by now. Oh, my goodness. But hello, everybody. Oh, Welcome to the podcast. How you been? What's new? What's exciting? I close on my house next week. I know I've been saying that every week. Like, hey, guys, closing next week. Closing next week. Uh, no, well, for you know, sure. You've been consistent. You've been like, oh, I'm closing in two weeks. Yeah. And then so. uh, it'll be like another month before we can move into the studio because we have to put new floors in. We got to paint. And then we got to get stuff. So yeah. yeah, we got to get <laughs> we all need the, new the mo- gear. But it's not going to take long. We just, you buy one podcast mic, I'll buy one podcast mic, and mm-hmm. then, you know, we just get our mixer, our $600 mixer. Nah, this will be fun. But hey, that's the that's the price we pay for quality. Yeah, green screen, we're getting a table. See, oh, this it's going to look so rad. This is why the Patreon supporters are, you know, the best, because yes. they're, they're helping us with this. Also, welcome to the four Patreons that we acquired today. Five. Five. Yeah. Because of you boys little hint today oh yeah yeah this will be a fun one this is um, okay i'm not gonna say i i we, am so excited to say this yeah this one's uh, fun it's huge um we might we <laughs> might here here's the thing here's the thing we might drop two rumors of the week in the same universe let's just be um but they're they're different oh projects. yeah they're different projects um so skylar has one for you guys too even you, though skylar gave me the one i'm about to say it's uh <laughs> But it's yours. This is your realm. This is yeah, something you I am know, the Marvel guy. That you've studied. Um, well, that's so this what I is was ex- before Code Air in Chief. I was your Marvel guy. Yeah, Marvel and, and Star Wars. And it was like, hey, Derek, I need you to write up this Disney Tom Channel. Sawyer exclusive. <laughs> Dude, remember I can't the Tom even, Sawyer exclusive? That Tom Sawyer exclusive took me like three and a half hours because I did not give a flying shit about that no, property. Boy. Oh boy. Well, and welcome. It, it didn't even track well either. Well, well yeah. Well, welcome to the new Patreon uh, subscribers that are out there. Uh, I am Skylar Schuler, editor-in-chief of the DizInsider.com. With me is co-editor-in-chief Derek Cornell. Yeah! Interesting. So, welcome. We, we're so excited to have the new supporters on the uh, Patreon with us. Uh, we'll do our best to make sure that, depending on the tier you're in, uh, that you get the... All basically all the tier perks. Um, so yeah, we're super excited for you. We got a new executive producer on the show, um, which is really cool. We don't know his real name yet, but he goes by Everybody Loves a Good Story. Okay, I do know this, and um, oh, you know his his or her name? It, so it's it's a him. He runs his own podcast and YouTube show called Everybody Loves a Good Story. Charles oh. Murphy was on it. Oh, so, okay. Um, I will be on it. Come hey, November. get me on it. Yeah, get get your boy on it, Derek. Yeah, Cornell. get me. Um. Yeah, very, very, really new supporter of not only the Diz Insider myself, but uh, we're, you know, super stoked to kind of interacted with him on Twitter. So he's a new executive producer. We're so Thank stoked you. to have you. Um, can't wait to connect what's his, with you. What's his name? His real name? I don't think we've formally introduced each other. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to DM you your name, and but today you're going to be Everybody Loves a Good Story. And that's fine because we all love a good story, and uh, it's actually really good. It's a really, really good podcast. So uh, there's a nice little shout out. 
check out Everybody Loves a Good Story. Yes. The Charles Murphy episode's really good. You kind of learn the story of Charles and how he got to, uh, you know, the same kind of world we're in, entertainment journalism. So we're stoked to have him. And Nathan Miller from the UK. Hey, hello. And then Jacob Deffy. I'm just going based off of your email. Jacob, J- Jake Deffy. Jake Deffy. What's up, Jake? Thank you so From much. From across the pond. From across the pond. Well, no, that's Nathan Miller. Oh, Nathan Miller. Hello, Nathan Miller. We're not... Uh, He's automatically going to Australia. Yeah, we are not... Yeah, we are not making fun of you. We love the accent. We love our friends overseas. Yes, we love our British brothers. We actually have a few uh, British uh Yeah, I know. Supporters, we have so Jacob Campbell. Cool. We have Ben Rolfe. We have... Yeah. <laughs> well, not supporters, but people that we know over oh yeah entertainment exactly. journalism like yes. simon thompson's a good friend of ours yeah and that dude talks like this <laughs> <laughs> i was like super uh, cockney and everything <laughs> he's not gonna come on the show now no he's not no, no, i totally forget not. to reschedule him yeah i know um yeah so we're gonna jump into uh the news uh unless you have any updates anything you want to share i was gonna say something and i cannot remember oh it was just a little tidbit. I'm one of these days. I'm going to do an episode all in my Australian accent. Oh boy, the entire time. And I'll do my Jack Sparrow impression. Uh, and that's all you got. <laughs> <laughs> Why is the rum gone? <laughs> um, At least find a different freaking quote. Hello, puppet. No, that's the wrong <laughs> character. Uh, I I found me peanut. <laughs> Oh man! Of all the peanut, Johnny Depp was nominated for an Academy Award for his role as Jack Sparrow in the first Pirates of the Caribbean, and the only quote I can think of is, is "I found me peanut." Why is the rum always gone? Yeah, we are so bad at sounding like a beetle. Hey, you know, I'm Jack Sparrow. (laughs) We're from Liverpool, and we play in the Beatles. Okay, enough of that. Damn it. Uh, so let's go on to the first topic, uh, big news story. This actually came from your boys and girls because we, you know, the, well, yes, we are very diverse. diverse, Yeah. We have, we have, we have wonderful ladies on the team as well. Um, Disney channel, uh, you know, we all know they do their original movies. They're called DCOMs, Disney channel, original movies. This scoop came from Josh and the first Disney Channel original movie, a Halloween movie called Under Wraps. This tracked so good. Yeah, it was actually really well. Um, personally, not my favorite DCOM. Kind of cheesy. I've never seen it. It's actually getting the Disney Plus treatment with a remake. So it's going to be the first Disney Channel original movie to get a remake. Oh, cool. And I think this is uh, really going to be a nice, uh, kind of a nice movie to do. It's a Halloween movie. People are... Loving Halloween things right now. Hocus Pocus is huge. They, they yeah, these haunting Aaron of Hill House. It, whether it's horror or family friendly, people love Halloween. They, this is well, Nightmare on Before Christmas too. Yeah, it usually makes yeah. its right way around this time of year. Yeah, so this uh, this movie is in development with production expected to begin in November. It's only going to take That's a month. So it's a, it's a quick. They, mo- they're shooting a in, date. It's only a month. Yeah, it's only going to take about, uh, yeah, about a month and like twenty days or something like that. Okay, it's so a, closer it's, to two months. It's going to be That's a quick, pretty standard. It's a quick shoot. It's it's nothing. It's just going to be a Disney Plus original film. It's going to be directed by Alex Zam. Here's my issue with <laughs> Alex Zam. Alex Zam. No, no, what? Okay, that sounds like it. Alec Do you Kazam. know who? What movies Alex Zam has directed? Because I can enlighten you. 
I don't want to know. Okay, let me. I'm going to tell you anyway. I see Inspector Gadget too. Okay, do you remember the Tooth Fairy with Dwayne the Rock Johnson? Unfortunately. Well, he directed the sequel (laughs) with Larry the Cable Guy. (laughs) Do you remember that movie Jingle All the Way too with Arnold Schwarzenegger? A classic Christmas movie. He directed the sequel (laughs) with Larry the Cable Guy. They're buddies, dude. Uh, Apparently. (laughs) Wait. Oh, do you remember that? Okay. First one was eh, but it was not like horrible. Remember that movie Beverly Hills Chihuahua? Number two with Larry the Cable Guy. (laughs) (laughs) Number two with George Lopez. (laughs) And then Inspector Gadget 2 instead of uh, Michael Broderick. It's Larry the Cable Guy. Matthew Broderick. Broderick. uh, French Stewart from 30 Rock from the Sun. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. It's so... Okay. No disrespect to Alex Zam because I know he's directed a couple things that weren't poop. <laughs> they were they were halfway decent. We can't, we can't. We're totally biased. Listen, we cannot be biased when it comes to properties. This sounds like poop. Okay, this movie doesn't sound like poop. This remake. I'm stoked for the remake. I I have. N- I guess if you're throwing a guy who does directed DVD sequels, I guess you're taking a shot in the dark. Disney Plus obviously likes something in him. It's being written by William Robertson with Zam. Um, not really familiar with uh, Robertson's work. I assume he's worked with Zam on Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2. And Jingle All the Way 2 and The Tooth Fairy 2 and The Little Rascals 2. Eater done! All these... Listen... I'm I'm just assuming with a quick shoot in November, they are looking to release this movie next Halloween. Let me read you the synopsis for this movie, because it's exactly the same as the Disney Channel original movie. Here we go. Friends, Marshall, Gilbert, and Amy accidentally revive and release a mummy from its sarcophagus in days leading up to Halloween. At first terrified, they quickly learn that the mummy who they affectionately name Harold, is actually very sweet and in dire need of assistance. Same plot, same characters as the original. Remake. Do you want to hear a better idea? Take this whole premise, mix it with a 21 and over. Wait, they just get this mummy drenched in oh, alcohol. No. Take them to college parties. And then they'll stuff. have to they'll have to pull a like a Love Victor or High Fidelity, and then they'll be like, right before they release it on Disney Plus, they're like, oh, uh, man. to Hulu. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's Michelob Ultra there. We better get it over to Hulu. Oh boy, but that um, would be such a better film. It, it uh, it'd be like a stoner bro drinking movie along with you know a freaking mummy. I, I guess. <laughs> It's fun. I mean, it's a family I'll write Halloween it. movie. It's a, there you go. We just call it something different. Yeah. Um, it's a Halloween movie. I'm I'm somewhat cool with this. I just don't like the choice in the director. I don't like his his uh, his uh, what do you call it? His vision. No, his like artistic. Here goes the burps again. Jesus, um, his uh, just like his list of movies. What do you call that? His, his filmography? Filmography. Yeah, it's... Don't like it. Yeah. Let's move on to another scoop. We were on a roll last week with some <clears throat> of our This scoop stories. is awesome. Yes. Because I I don't care what you guys think about this. I, I love all of I them. I do. I do, too. And we are going to talk about it right now. We learned exclusively that Disney Plus is developing a Night at the Museum film. Um, the only difference here is, is it's going to be animated. Uh, the animated film is actually going to center on Nick Daly, who is the son of Larry Daly's son, played by Ben Stiller. 
um, as he, you know, he's kind of nervous, kind of shy, he's trying to basically become the next Night Watchman, but he thinks he has big shoes to fill. Here's what we know on the project. They're looking to start, you know, doing voice work in, once again, in November. Um, here's, here's some of the big things. The characters that we know from the live action movies, even though this is basically an animated spinoff, which I think works well for Disney Plus, is some of the famous characters are returning for the animated film. So you have Common Ra, who was played by Hank Azaria, who's super funny in everything he's in. The Simpsons. I thought is, it was. Uh, I thought it was Robbie. Uh, he played the brother. He played. Oh. It was Common Ra, and he played. I forget. He played the the good version of Common oh, Ra. Gotcha. Um, so he's that character's coming back. Uh, Jedediah, who was played by Owen Wilson's coming I, back. That's my favorite character. He's he's great. Um, Octavius, played by Steve Coogan, who's probably my favorite character. I love their banter. (laughs) Right. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt's coming back. That was voiced by Robin Williams. Okay. Sacagawea's coming back, and uh, they're adding Joan of Arc. Now, here's the big thing. They are not using... Disney Plus does not want anyone to come in here and do impressions of the original characters. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, so it's going to be new voice actors. I assume they're going to go pretty deep, big name roles. It's Night at the Museum. It's an animated film, and animated films drive stars. Well, yeah, especially for a Disney Plus production. And since they don't want impressions, that just tells me that they're going to go for actors of name. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So same characters. They're the exact same characters. They're just completely different actors voicing these characters. Um, yeah, the film isn't expected to bring any of the aforementioned characters back to the big screen uh, from the trilogy to the Disney Plus show. We assume that Ben Stiller is going to make a cameo in this series some or in this movie somewhere. It's a movie, by the way. I mean, it's not it's not really going to take a big old hit. He's yeah, drawn. Th- these mo- <laughs> here's what's crazy. These movies, these th- three Night at the Museum movies, made $1.3 billion worldwide together. Just three of them. That's crazy for these kinds of movies. Well, I mean, they're so fun. Yeah, they're original family adventures, and it's hard to like create a franchise. And they are still developing Night of, at the Museum 4 with the, the original cast. So oh, cool. with Owen Wilson, with Steve Coogan, with so obviously Sadly So is this like a not. spinoff, or is this, or is number four going to take place kind of like after? this kind of like i don't know how they're going to intertwine it i assume the animated film is a pseudo uh, spinoff so it's like it it exists in that world but it probably won't have any effect on the live action movies i don't but it's still really close it's different from like margot robbie's pirates of the caribbean because obviously it's going off of one character but you're having so many characters return and the main character is going to be ben stiller's son it's really hard to kind of say that that's a that's a straight shot Rather but, than having something to do with uh, Night at the Museum 4. So here's what what I think is the, the best news from this story. Do you know who's directing this film? Mm-mm. Not Alex Zam. Thank God. Yes. So, <clears throat> you know, check out both our exclusives over on the... <laughs> you know what Alex Zam is directing? Day at the Museum. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. He would. Oh, man, I'm making myself laugh over oh here. My you guys goodness. are missing out on my um, comedy. Uh, okay, so check out both of our exclusives up at thedisinsider.com. We are we love our Disney Plus. That was scoops. a twofer that day. Yeah, we were... Yeah, we 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 love covering Disney Plus. It's one it's cuz we'll talk a little more about Disney Plus here a little later, but Disney Plus is just so integral right now. Well, it's also really refreshing not to have a full Marvel lineup for this show. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, now we're going to go into something that I really, I loved this news and I, I, I know somewhat you did as well. Yes. Um, we know that the Pirates of the Caribbean films have grossed billions of dollars, you know, combined, you know, closing in on seven million or seven billion dollars. They already have two Pirates of the Caribbean films in development. You know, the caring. And you're talking about Margot Robbie one. Ride based movies. Attraction based movies, excuse me. You have Jungle Cruise coming out, which looks to be just as fun. It looks so fun. Yeah, it looks like a blockbuster franchise waiting to happen. I'm a sucker for Dwayne Johnson, man. Sucker. We've talked about Haunted Mansion on this show multiple times. We They we just are, got a writer. And our scoop got confirmed. Exactly. So they're obviously Disney is looking to cash in on the attraction-based movie, you know, film, or movie movies based on attractions. So they're trying to cash in on that. Now they're diving into what is arguably the best ride at Disneyland, at least top two or three. Uh, it's probably one of the most famous rides it, at Disneyland. It's Space Mountain. And what's really cool is, so here's what's funny, is they've been trying to do a Space Mountain movie for about 10 years. And more recently, Max Landis, um, Uh, that dude is not only is disgusting. Yeah, he's a douchebag. Yeah, sorry, folks. But I'm in the minority that I did like Bright, so whatever. It's, Bright's okay. Chronicle's good. Um, But he as a person is not good. So him not doing this movie makes me very happy. Um, so was this when the first when it was announced first? Max Landis. Was no, going- so so he he wrote up a, a pitch for Space Mountain because Disney was looking to do Space Mountain. It was never announced, but Max Landis wrote a script for it. it was like eighties retro Space Mountain, which um, I would I would make it like a Tronish movie, which you you sh- probably still can. I, I get what you're going for here. Um, Obviously, that didn't pan out, thank goodness. And uh, <laughs> Disney is looking to get Space Mountain developed with Joby Harold, who's actually, uh, he just wrote the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Ayo, okay. So, you know, he's a, you know, he's a big name. He's a producer on the John Wick movies, which are just ultimately popular. They wanted to get him on this film as quick as possible. Um, he's actually going to handle, you know, the producing uh handle with his producing partner his wife um what's really really crazy is they are going all in on uh rideback productions which are um uh dan lynn and i always forget his partner's name eric eric dan dan lynn and uh so sorry dan lynn and jonathan eric um, those, pro- so Dan Lin and Jonathan Eric, they're the producing team with Rideback Productions that they made Aladdin. They're doing Haunted Mansion. They're wow. doing the Aladdin sequel. They're doing, uh, Her- not Hercules. They're doing, um, Lilo and Stitch. They're oh, doing a lot right. of these yeah. big Disney projects. So they're producing this one as well. And Sweet. obviously Aladdin was a huge hit. We're stoked yeah. for Haunted Mansion. They're all in on this. But this I'm- isn't Disney Plus and it's live action. I want you to say the last sentence. <laughs> In this in this article, was this, was this kind of mean? No, it's hilarious because it's true. Okay, so Space Mountain was seen in a Disney live action movie, and that was Space Mountain. And this is word for word on the website. Space Mountain was briefly seen in Disney's lackluster Tomorrowland, <laughs> which gotta is gotta so get sad. that CEO. So, okay, here, yeah, here's what's so sad. Tomorrowland could have been something amazing. I know the visual is great. Yeah, just the aesthetic of the film is awesome. 
everything else was just so boring. Oh, the, and it's directed by Brad Bird, who did uh, uh, The Incredibles. He did uh, uh, Beauty the, and the Beast. Ratatouille. No, 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 no. That was Bill Condon. Yeah, never mind. Uh, it's he the did Incredibles. Ratatouille. Uh, Ratatouille. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> Ratatouille. Ratatouille. <laughs> you gotta get a shirt made now. <laughs> Ratatouille. <laughs> Ratatouille. <laughs> the Incredibles movies. He did Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, which is probably one that of That is so random. It's one of my favorite Mission Impossible movies. Uh, Brad Bird's a talent, so it was super sad. And it's got a pretty decent cast. Um, Sorry about the uh, the vacuum and the buzz saws and the hitting of the roof. Uh, my father-in-law is working on the house, so there you go. Yeah, it's a nice little background noise. It's not yeah, a We'd piano. rather have Sam, uh, Sam's piano. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, so let me ask you this. What ride based or what movie would you want to see based on a Walt Disney Parks attraction? Doesn't have to be Disneyland, it could be any of the parks if okay. you want. Um, because I, I don't even have... know if you know this. <clears throat> I am a Western simp, I love Westerns. Mm. <clears throat> I kind of knew that. So, give me uh, the Thunder, uh, I haven't been there in so long, Thunder Mountain, Thunder. <laughs> Big there you go. Mountain. Thunder yeah, Mountain. Another mountain movie. <laughs> no, yeah. So give me a Thunder Mountain, but make it like a like an awesome Western. Kind of like a uh, um, kind of like a uh, uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid type of vibe. Yeah, you would have to find a way to make something like that appeal to mass audiences. Right. Because you obviously <clears throat> would have to aim towards teenagers, kind of like the well, Pirates of the Caribbean audience. Wild Wild West was the same demographic as what I'm planning on. Like you what do, I think you do know Wild Wild West was like critically hated, right? Yeah, I know, but it's still. I'm not saying I'm, like I'm the just exact... saying. I'm just saying that's just a mother. <laughs> Why Ew. like True Grit? No, nah, that's still more adults, huh? True, yeah. the new one. Even though I guess probably that's not better. But see, like I, have I get, I, I know what you're saying with Wild Wild West. It's more campy, and I, which you can do. I like campy, but, but it's not... hard to do that. Good. Prop- exactly. Because if you want properly, an actual yeah. Western film, you want to make it a Western film. Yeah, like you want to do with with a big Thunder Mountain that Lone Ranger failed to do, mm-hmm. which I like parts of the Lone Ranger, but it's not it's not a good movie. That's, yeah. yeah, it's it's not. There's two more rides that I want. <clears throat> I want to <laughs> Indiana uh, Jones and Star Tours. No, movie. I was going to say I really want a Finding Nemo movie. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I couldn't even say that with a straight face. No, but for real, Matterhorn. Yeah, Matterhorn. Make it like Everest, and then you know, throw Bob's. You down can there. do that campy, but still make it good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, here's what a lot the of people know: is Snowman. Yeah, and everything. The, Ma- the Matterhorn ride is based off of. They took inspiration from the the actual Matterhorn Mountain, but there was a movie Disney made centered on the Matterhorn. Really? And that came first. Yeah, I forget what it's called Oops. off the top of my head. I don't remember. I'm sure. Uh, what about you, Elliot? Uh, I probably agree with you. Big Thunder Mountain or Tom um, Sawyer. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> give me, give me a, give me Splash Mountain the documentary. Oh dear! No, In 2020, that could be cool if done properly. <laughs> anyway, um, check out the Space Mountain uh, article once again. TheDizInsider.com. That yes. was a that's a cool one. We're moving to the realm of Pixar as Disney announced that they are moving. Soul to Disney Plus on Christmas Day. Called it. Um, I think I think uh, Derek and I have been singing the praises about this. Not that we wanted this to happen. I, th- I really wish this was a, a big screen movie. And I'll tell yes. you why here in a second, based on the next thing we're going to talk about with this film. Um, but yeah, Disney announced this is going to Disney Plus. And, uh, you know, 
we're just going to talk on this topic because the next two topics basically jam into this one. Uh, so let's talk about the Soul's uh, reactions. The first reactions from uh, Soul, it had its basically not premiere, but it had its first screening at the London Film Festival this weekend. We know a couple people that were there that saw it. Nothing, not us. Nothing. Well, we're not from London. Not yet. Yeah, well, true. <clears throat> Um, what, what was our new <laughs> supporter's it, name? Uh, uh, Nathan Miller. Nathan, Nathan we, we need to send you out to review the movie then. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, Soul is at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got Ow! stellar reviews right now. Um, you know, another Pixar win. A lot of people have been saying it's a, it's a inside out, and like, not a sequel, but a inside out spiritual sequel. That's what a lot of people right. have been is calling Jamie it. Is Jamie Foxx the lead character? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, he probably is, uh, was it Joe Gardner? Oh, uh, Tina so Fey, you know, it's oh, David Diggs. It's it's Stat. Questlove. It's got a great cast. Questlove? Yeah, Questlove's in it. Que- he's one of my favorite drummers ever. Yeah, he's in it. Um, so a really good cast. It's directed by Pete Docter, who did your favorite Pixar movie, Monsters, Inc., yep. Up, Inside Out. Uh, so, you know, we, we all love Pete Docter. Um, big screenings. Now, here here's here's the thing here's why soul moved to disney plus and it comes from you know yesterday's cnbc interview with disney ceo bob chapek basically disney plus is prioritizing streaming that means disney plus hulu espn plus there's a couple things with this i don't think a lot of people will agree with me Disney Plus has been and I'm sorry I'm pausing cuz I'm kind of gathering my thoughts on this cuz it's a tough one. No worries. Disney Plus has been beating all their numbers. Like they were expected to be at like 70 million subscribers by 2024. They were at 70 million subscribers this summer. Wow. Yeah, so they're they're just they're just surpassing just any of their projections at this point. Which is why I had tweeted yesterday, I don't Mulan was not a, the success they wanted it to be on Disney Plus. No, they took a fat hit with that. And it doesn't matter what numbers come out. I don't. I don't care what the numbers say. Mulan was not going to make on Disney Plus that it would in theaters right now, though. So I tweeted that. Listen, might not work right now, but Premier Access in the future with them hitting their projections, give it a couple years. They're doing Premier Access. And I think it's going to kill theaters. Now, remember that? Remember that? Okay. We didn't, we teased something that I think we should kind of mention on this podcast. Remember that I told you from our source, you remember we talked about it. It was a big thing. And we're like, Ooh, we can't talk about it. It was regarding the movie going experience. Oh yes. 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 So Derek and I had learned, and this was like two months ago and we're talking about this. this is the first time we've talked about this. Like, on the podcast, we first time we've talked about it since because yeah. we kind of kept it quiet. We had heard from a, a really good source that movie movie studio executives w- within you know Disney, Warner Brothers, Universal, the Paramount, Sony, like the big ones, were they knew the coronavirus had an, a huge impact on the movie going experience and even on a larger scale movie theaters. And we were told movie theaters probably wouldn't survive and 2020 was probably for the most part going to cancel the rest. And this, we heard this in what July, August. Yeah. And, and look, they've moved every big name movie since. So everything we heard from our source was true. They moved every big name project or moved it to streaming coming to America just today announced that 
uh, Amazon. Was it? Yeah, Paramount sold it to Amazon or Sony or whoever. For like 127 million, which is insane. Ha- that's more than Hamilton that sold for 75 million on Disney Plus. That's nuts. So, the movie going experience is changing. Whether it's, it's hard to think that they're really going to survive. I mean, you might see movie theaters. Obviously, movie theaters overseas are opening up. But here in America, it's just been a different story. It's because and we're not doing anything to take care yeah, of it. The, yeah, well, exactly. <clears throat> AMC Theaters, a, a report from, I believe, Variety came out that AMC Theaters is probably looking to go bankrupt here pretty soon. Yeah, I by heard the, the end same of 2020. Thing. I heard Regal and, uh, and uh, something else. Yeah. Disney. I can't remember. Disney Plus is going to be integral to to the studio. So just any streaming is going here, to be. So obviously my thoughts are they're going to film, give it a couple of years. They're going to take these films that we would like a pirates of the Caribbean that we, we probably see on the big screen. And if Disney plus continues to hit these projections, pirates of the Caribbean is going to be a Disney plus original movie. And here's the thing. That's, that's why I think soul made the move to Disney plus without premiere access. Yeah. It's like, you have the Mandalorian uh, in October this month. You have WandaVision in November. You put Soul in December. You're just driving subscribers at this point. Yeah. It's insane. Um, well, uh, it helps that Netflix got in some hot water with uh, Cuties movie, where I know a lot of people that ditched their Netflix subscription. And now they're being taken to court yes. over it. Well, oh, that's right. Um, which I don't, here's the thing. I don't think, honestly, I hate to say, I don't think Netflix loses that personally. I it's don't. It's just, I want them to so oh, bad. you and me. It is it, gross. It, it is disturbing. Yeah, um, I talked about it on Twitter, like, yeah, it's last week. Not something, something like we that. want to talk about no, here. No. Um, but yeah, if you want to go check it out, cuties, <clears throat> Netflix, ch- type it in the web, you know, in the web bar somewhere, search bar. Um, but yeah, so. I think that's is, smart. This is so crazy. And what I. Mulan was just a, to me now, now that I'm seeing all this data and all this, all these articles come out, I think now, knowing now, I think Disney knew Mulan couldn't be, they knew they could push Mulan back like they did, they pushed Jungle Cruise back, Mm -hmm. which I think is a more of a, despite having Dwayne Johnson, I think pushing Jungle Cruise back is a bigger risk than pushing a movie that's beloved like Mulan back. Yeah. So I think they said, we need to take one of these 2020 tentpole films and we need to test it on Disney Plus with premiere access to see what we have. I just think that Mulan was the bad choice. I think they should have put Soul on premiere access and pushed Mulan. Uh, yeah. It, Obviously, the budget was bigger and it was supposed it, to be it, here's, a blockbuster. Here's why I agree. Is Despite, I liked the movie. I didn't love it, but I liked it. It was okay. It, but... The movie, and we I don't want to get into it, and I know you don't either, but the movie had its fair share of backlash, too. Yeah. It's just, you know... I just thought it was boring. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I understand. I think even Jungle Cruise probably would have been a better pick. Yeah, Jungle true. Cruise or Soul. Because I think Jungle Cruise, like I said, Jungle Cruise is the bigger risk. It's, yeah, people know Jungle Cruise the ride, but not everyone knows Jungle Cruise the experience, and not everyone likes seeing Dwayne The Rock Johnson in every just, movie. I was just going to say that. But I think that <clears throat> you don't have heavy hitters in Mulan. As much as we do, like Donnie Yen and, uh, like, uh, what's his Jet name? Li. Jet Li. Yeah. <clears throat> They're not 
movie drivers like Dwayne The Wrong Johnson. As much as people don't like seeing him and everything, that dude is a freaking movie star. He's and he, he attracts. It's like different it, with you know certain directors. Like his movies just make bank. You know he well, starts franchises. Yeah. So you have like he comes into franchises and and blows them up even more. Yeah. Look at the Fast and the Furious franchise. No, I know. What, yeah, despite what anyone thinks of him, when he came into that franchise in the fifth one, there there was like four of them, all made a billion dollars, and then yeah. he had Hobbs and Shaw, his own spinoff that he had to start with uh, Jason Statham, and that movie made nearly a billion dollars. Yeah, Jumanji's a great example. Oh my god, I love those movies. Th- they're both great, and we went into J- we've talked about this before on the podcast. Yeah, you and I went into Jumanji like three or four weeks early, thinking this. And is I the- got that screener. Yeah, this <laughs> is the one movie that consistently everyone online was like, "Oh my goodness, this movie." doesn't need to happen. This could be horrible. This sounds trash. And it well, ends you, up blowing up. Like, it's being, after Robin Williams and it, stuff. You don't really want to touch a property like it, that. And it was Jumanji. It's like, really? What, how, what, what? It was the most random like movie to kind of reboot, basically. Yeah. And they've done two of them. And both They're of them both nearly... Killer. It, both good. They both nearly hit a billion dollars. And they already have another one in the works. So, yeah. it's, it, so streaming's the way to go. They had to test something. And I think Jungle Cruise should have been that. Soul probably would have been a good one because right. of the Pixar name. But I think Pixar original films are not... I mean, you got Coco that did good, Inside Out did good, but you don't have those Disney Plus original... Or Disney Plus original. Pixar original films are always going to be the tougher draw than it is the sequels. It's always the sequels that make a billion dollars because it's a known property. It, It takes that original film for everyone to love and gather in, obviously with any movie, and then you do it. So Souls kind of... Kind of interesting to me, but it, it probably would have been a better pick than Mulan, yeah. just based on no controversy. But you have a stacked cast that everyone knows. Mm-hmm. You have a director that's been proven to give us like hits that everyone loves, and um, yeah, it's uh, so so. Basically, what we're closing out at is Disney Plus is the future, and it scares me for the movie going experience. Now, this can change at any point. We don't know. Yeah. we're not health officials. We're not scientists. We're not experts. We, we're just journalists, uh, reporters, whatever you want to call us, insiders. The thing is, is, you know, come January, this could all be not gone, but subdued to where movie theaters can open up and we can kind of go back to semi-normal and this could all have been a a horrible dream. I just don't think that movie theaters will recover as good as we think they will be. I think that some of these uh, movie studios are going to be pushing for selling their properties to certain streaming services they might have to you're absolutely right like even some if, of these ones that are already gone. filmed yeah even if and even if the coronavirus literally leads up and nobody you know we can actually resume normal life i still think that they have they're stuck in a hole and it's going to be really hard to climb out of that hole for maybe until theaters get reopened they're going to sell their properties to netflix amazon hulu disney well, plus streaming is and i hate to say it like movie the the movie going experience you and i love we love going to a movie big screen best audio dinner snacks whatever there's you know the bar yeah there's a whole night out of it yeah it's awesome i love you and i love the movie going experience but streaming's the future and i think a lot of non like i think there's a lot of people that are would rather just stay home and watch a movie have dinner where i like to go out i like such an american idea though like we have to not do that yeah and I, I just, I find it much better to just go out, 
a nightlife with your friends and family and just get out of the house and yeah, even though you're sitting down in a room watching a movie you're you're it's an experience like you like listen i think mulan would have played better to us if we saw it on the big screen like those battles True. like everything and imax on yeah exactly oh, on imax yeah and it's you know, would be raw. It would have been super cool to see yeah, in theaters. Yeah, there's a lot of these movies. Like, I don't think the invisible, for instance, the Invisible Man would not have had the same impact on me had I had watched it on streaming first. Yeah, I disagree with you on that. I don't. I I think the Invisible Man was meant for the big screen. Like that was just an experience. I've watched it since, and it's still really good. No, it is really good. Yeah. I'm just saying first. Right. Like I think I would have liked it, but I think I would have loved it on the big screen, and I did. No, I understand that. So yeah, so we're gonna move on to from dreary sad stories, and we're gonna go <laughs> yeah. to we're gonna go to something that you all love to death. And uh, it's TLM. Yeah. Cursed star Emily Coates. Uh, she was that Netflix show. I've never seen cursed. It's got, I think it's got Catherine no Langford. She plays, I think. Oh, she, it's like an adult adult movie or a TV series. series. Yeah. yeah. It's like a, it's kind of like, like a medieval witchy witchcraft. I think, oh, I, don't I, don't I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, we know nothing about the show. We just no, know she's in cursed and that she, I th- believe she plays the villain in cursed. Well, she's playing a villain from what we're hearing in the little mermaid. Uh, she has officially signed on to The Little Mermaid. It's not clear if she's playing Vanessa. I reached out to two people I know um, and one person that both Derek and I know, and we didn't get anything back. Their their lips are sealed on this. She looks exactly like a mix of a skinny Melissa McCarthy. No no offense to Melissa McCarthy. She's she's kind of, she's kind of a nice broad woman. Um, and a mix of a white Halle Bailey. It's scary. So I have to assume she's Vanessa. And she's in the age range. Yeah. We once, yeah. So they're, they're keeping their lips sealed. One, one source did say that it's likely Vanessa. So that's why it's on see, the site. This is but why we're I'm not, not, we're not reporting that. This is what I, when when we thought and our source source told us Casey Musgraves, I thought that was such a weird way because she's Haley, much older. Hall, Halle Bailey's twenty one, twenty two. Well, she's playing a fifteen year old. Yeah, and the guy that they cast as Prince Eric, he's twenty five. Yeah. And you're gonna have a thirty year old try to swoon Prince Eric. Yeah, no, no, no you're gonna yeah. want somebody in the age range. No, no. Let's get this to to, to be understood. Halle Bailey's not going to be fifteen, but she in I the just, original. I meant, yeah, yeah, I meant it, for like the like the the, the, the story. The yes. original. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I'm just kind of keeping like, it clear. So someone's gonna be like, oh. Well, Tom Holland, he's 23, right? Yeah, and he's, he's playing, supposed to be playing a 16-year-old. Yeah. And he just has a baby face, so yeah. all of these guys have a baby face. Exactly. Um, uh, I don't know what vampire blood they're drinking, but we need to get on that. Probably like, uh, ask oh, it's Paul called, Rudd. Yeah, it's called Millions of Dollars. <laughs> um, anyways, just ask Paul Rudd. Yeah, Casey... When, but we will say this. Casey Musgraves was, in fact, in talks with the studio. That's, like, definite. Yeah. She just passed. She does not look 25, dude. She looks like 12. Yeah, she That's looks nuts. she she looks young. She looks really young. She's also tw- she's the same age as Jonah Howard King, who's playing uh, Prince Eric. Mm. Um, what we're hearing is that um, the Little Mermaid's looking to, when we've teased this as a rumor of the week, but they're looking to start uh, production later this year. Uh, apparently, they need to finish Melissa McCarthy's shooting schedule with uh, the Hulu series Nine Perfect Strangers, right? Uh, for this to actually get the go ahead because apparently Melissa McCarthy was one of the first actresses they were going to actually film, not just Halle Bailey. Um, but yeah, there's that little mermaid news for you. It's on the site. Everyone loves the little mermaid. It always hits really well. Yeah. Um, but we'll continue to kind of uh, Derek, myself and the rest of the team. We'll do our best to dive in on this movie and give you all the updates we can. Yeah. 
Derek, talk about the weirdest thing in the whole wide world in the Marvel Universe coming to Hulu. Something that I have no interest in at all? Thank you. Okay, if you were to tell me that a television series, and not talking about the cast, because the cast is uh, stacked. Amazing cast, every single one of them. Yes. If you were to tell me, hey, there's going to be a stop-motion MODOK series filmed like a sitcom, I would have said... Go eat grass. No way. Oh, it's real. And we got our first looks at it. They look like the, they kind of look like a mix of robot chicken and the California raisins. It's <laughs> weird to me. Yeah. It's, here, so it's, oh my goodness. So we got our Talk first, yeah, we got our first look and it's being led by Pat Oswald, who who's awesome. We, we all love. love. Yeah. We yeah. love Pat Oswald. He was in Marvel's agents of shield and you know, he's no parks and rec. Brooklyn yeah. Nine nine Ratatouille. He, he's, he's Remy. A, he's a glorified nerd. Like all of us. He loves, like if you follow him on Twitter, he's talking all about pop culture, That's Marvel, DC, yep. all that thing. And his subtle jabs at Donald Trump, which are always awesome to hear. That's so funny. Um, him and his brother. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this thing looks weird, super weird. What did but, you? I mean, what I did you know. think of the little trailer? They released a little trailer with clips. What, what did you? think I mean, of? I thought the stop motion was cool. It was, it, but I just why Modoc for a sitcom? Like somebody Pat, was high when why, they pitched that. Why Patton Oswalt is Modoc? I love Patton Oswalt, but he's, why is he's he a Modoc? lead comedic character? He can he can make it comedic. No, but why Modoc? Oh, see, yeah, I don't understand. It's it's weird because here is. Like M- Modoc, which stands for the uh, what is it? What does Modoc stand for? I always forget. It's, uh, megalomani- uh, megalomanical no. supervillain. No, no, wait. no, no, no. That's not it. Go up, go up, go up. Uh, I know, I know. It's in there. Down. Sorry, we're looking for it in the other. There it is. Oh, mental organism designed only for killing. And it's, uh! Pat, it's Pat Oswald. <laughs> really. Like, I mean, it's just I, it's I taboo. Don't, I don't. If, and let's be clear, this is only getting one season. This ain't getting more than one. Marvel is not letting this happen. They are using Modoc in the movies at some point. They are not letting Modoc stay on Hulu to You know who I'm more excited about Pat Oswald? Ben Schwartz. Yeah, he's I love Ben he's Schwartz. Playing, he's playing Modoc's son. He would who, a, who's a regular kid. Like how does that happen? Well, a he floating... played Sonic. No, what, what oh, I... oh you mean how how do you get it done? How... <laughs> oh boy, I don't even I don't think we need to touch on this. A floating head and a regular woman well obviously you haven't kid. played the marvel's avengers game i because don't because you're gonna see what the Modoc was not all he was a I, he was a dude but was he Patton oswald or was he like scary sadistic well i mean he was only scary sadistic as far as any other supervillain that becomes a supervillain what Tragedy. is it just tell everybody what this weird show's about and who's in it okay so here's the little synopsis in marvel's Modoc, a megalomanical supervillain Modoc. Uh, has long pursued his dream of one day conquering the world, but after years of setbacks and failures fighting the Earth's mightiest heroes, Modoc has run his evil organization AIM into the ground. Ousted as AIM's leader, while also dealing with his crumbling marriage and oh family life, God. the mental organism designed only for killing is set to confront his greatest challenge yet, a that, midlife crisis. <laughs> that, the first, the first half of that, listen, the first half of that synopsis sounded awesome. Fighting. Midlife crisis. Aims destroyed. Fighting Earth's mightiest heroes. He's down. He's weak. He's tired. What's he going to do? He's going to try and fix his marriage. 
I oh my goodness. I love that you're trying to revive it, saying Hulu's Modoc has yet to reveal a release date, but hopefully we get th- this hilarious series sooner rather than later. Listen, Hulu S E O Listen. Hulu's watching or listening or something, I'm sure. We gotta be not what is that? It's earwax. Come on. Ah, uh, the ad Diz, Diz Insider, get your get your ads together. Ah oh, boy. Blech. Anyway, um, I'm not looking forward to this. Probably not going to watch it, um, but there's some the Hulu news. And Marvel. If yeah. you like Marvel and Hulu, which I could care less because I've heard nothing but horrible things about Hallstrom, yeah. enjoy MODOK. I don't understand. If you like Robot Chicken, then there you go. It's corny. Yeah, but it's not going to be as raunchy. Okay. We're going into the world of Disney parks. We don't talk about Disney parks a lot. But no, that's pe- all you. But people like Disney parks news. Uh, the big thing is, is the whole... article is it? it it's... Um, that one? Oh, yep. yeah. Gavin, Gavin Newsom. Oh, this guy can go to hell. It's, uh, can we not be political on this Sorry. show? Sorry. Um, listen, it's Disneyland versus California. <laughs> and here's the thing. I'm, I've, we've already, we, we talked about on the last show. We've kind of, kind of yeah, set our, like those our thoughts. phases that they're trying to introduce. Yeah. He, here's what Gavin Newsom's going to do. He's going to send a team, uh, to Walt Disney World to study how Walt Disney World is handling the reopening uh, of Walt Disney World in Florida. Uh, then they'll fly back. They're, they're supposed to spend a week there. They, they're, apparently, they're going to go to Universal Orlando and actually SeaWorld Orlando. Then they're going to fly back, and then they're going to go over what you know studies find, and then they're going to try and figure out how they can apply this to Disneyland, which I'm always going to tell you that Florida has more space, more room than Disneyland. So it's not the same thing. You're going to have to just do this on your own. You're going to have to figure out, let Disneyland handle Disneyland the way they know how to handle it, please. Um, that's really about it. It's it's really, it doesn't, it's unclear when they're going or if, uh, you know, what they're, what they're trying to do here, uh, what kind of data and analytics they're going to go, obviously the safety measures. Um, but we'll update you on this story. I hate talking politics and parks. Yeah. Especially, you know, we like talking the good stuff. We love talking parks. If it's a good park story, we like talking about it. This is a bad park story. We are moving on to the coolest news of last week. We touched on some of this news and we had a long conversation about this last week. Really, there's really not much more to talk about except for this. Benedict Cumberbatch is coming back as Doctor Strange in Spider-Man 3. Which is uh, not shocking at all. Like we said last week, it all is with the multiverse. Of course yeah. he's going to be in there. No time travel. I'm not. Or unless he uses the time stone, I guess. No, I mean, but it'll even just then, be that's like, multiverse. Well, yeah, multiverse. There's not going to be any time travel because you have to go through the quantum realm. Yeah. But Which this, is, he opens up portals and it could link people to other multiverses. Apparently he's playing the mentor role to... Which makes sense. I And I saw a lot of people say, oh, well, let Peter Parker be his own person. I'm like... He's 17. Yeah, thank you. I was like, um, I didn't put it on Twitter. I was like, I'm tired of getting hate from uh, I know. certain stands. Yeah. Um, but listen, he works well with a mentor role. It worked out with Happy in uh, Far From Home. It worked out with Tony Stark Tony in Homecoming. Tony Stink. And in the Avengers movies. It just, it works. You feel, He's still a kid, and he needs that father figure still to guide him through life. That's why they were skeptical to dawn him an avenger until infinity war when it was like you know what we need you you have these special abilities blah 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 you're you're an avenger now and he holds his own 
And I mean, as a superhero. Exactly. And then he and Doctor Strange just had this like funny kind of like bantery well, connection. Even in, in real War. life, their their they, chemistry is insane oh they mess with each other all the time like you look at infinity war and he goes he what always kills me is that line that he goes oh we're using our made-up names yeah then i'm then i'm spider-man and he just walks away and then what's funny is dr strange is literally not a suit on him he was a doctor his name is steven strange yeah exactly (laughs) and then in um endgame when he meets up with uh Tony Stark for the first time, he goes, oh, remember when I was talking to Doctor Strange, he was doing the little circle things and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Like, you can just tell that Doctor Strange knows how much Peter Parker, or how much Tony Stark meant to Peter well, Parker. It just, it, I, and you know Doctor Strange and Tony Stark, they they had this, like, weird disdain for each other, but they ended up, like, coming together. And yeah, because they're like, both geniuses. And I feel like there was a respect there, because... Remember, right before Tony Stark did the snap, like he looked at him, and you could just tell he didn't want to tell him what. Hold up the one, because that was yeah, his. Yeah. Oh, that was the only way that they would win. Yeah, and he, you could just tell, like he's all, if I tell you, uh, it won't happen. And you can see they they cut back to to Doctor Strange, and you can see the look on his face. And then it just hit me after like a second, third viewing. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, he. He's you, now he, he knew. Kn- yeah, yeah, he knew he was going to die. I got that after the fuse first. I, I didn't really because uh, it was so bombastic and like a big oh, battle, scene. especially when Captain America got a hold of Mjolnir. Oh yeah, Mjolnir. it was. It was just it, yeah, that was. I was so stoked for that. Oh, the whole yeah. scene. Yeah. So I didn't. I didn't realize it the first watch. It took me like second or third watch right. to really finally um, get it. So, but my this makes sense. My thought process on Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes, he's he's going to perform that that role model that Peter needs, mm-hmm. but also he's going to be a place of knowledge as far as when this multiverse starts opening up obviously benedict cumberbatch has probably already experienced or messed with this type of uh mystical power but when shit starts going crazy and it's spider-man's movie they're going to be teaming up to kind of control the chaos just like it into the spider-verse yeah where they open up the multiverse and some of the multiverse people are trying to get back to their own worlds and stuff so it'll be a team up of Benedict and our, our Doctor Strange and Spider-Man. But we also don't know for sure if this is opening up a multiverse in the Spider-Man movie. Um, What's what's really... Here, here's what I think. Doctor Strange can come in at one of two ways. I think one... There's one instance where I think WandaVision does have a lasting impact going into Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. Obviously... He's going to film Doctor Spider-Man first, then he's going to film Doctor Strange. WandaVision is supposed to tie into Doctor Strange. Might just tie into Spider-Man now, because what if, like, she opens up multiverse... What if it's Wanda that opens up the multiverse by doing something? Ooh. Just hear me out. And Peter Parker's just like, what's going on here? Obviously, Jamie Foxx's Electro's here. He's, he wants to know what's going on, and that's how Doctor Strange comes in. Or, this is smaller... But they're going to have to really close off what happened in Far From Home in the post credit scene when Mysterio did that thing on the screens. Like, that's a weird well, yeah, thing to just kind of ignore it. He tells everybody that it's Peter Parker. Yeah. I think Doctor Strange might just go in, fix it really quick, and then they lead into the real chaos. Because I, I think I think they're done with that stuff. Yeah. I don't. I think it's like, oh my gosh, this is what's happening. And Doctor Strange comes in and bam, he's in there. See, I, that's a good premise in general. Yeah. This I, could open the world for, like, it could really hit hard phase four. Yeah. Instead so of an Avengers movie, you have a Spider Verse movie. It's so crazy because I was I was always saying, man, Eternals my, was is my most anticipated. Shang Chi, Black Panther two. It's it's slowly becoming Spider Man three. Maybe Doctor Strange, 
But I, 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 Spider-Man's going to be in Doctor Strange. Um, so, you know, like the first, up until Endgame, it was kind of Tony Stark's story, Mm -hmm. right? He had connections to everybody. So what do you think the odds is after Tony Stark, they're really going to center this next Marvel franchise moving forward around Spider-Man? Because that's their heavy hitter they didn't get until 2016, when they were well in eight years into their universe. I think it's Doctor Strange. Really? I think so. He's, I disagree. He, I think it's Spider-Man. I Here's why I don't. He has a lot of growing. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about this here in a second. Spider-Man is not Marvel Studios 100% still. Well, Sony yeah, I can, understand Sony that. can do anything they want. Yeah, they extended a deal. But with every with the reports of it being a Spider-Verse, obviously Sony's all in. Yeah, but... But we don't know that. They have not come... We talked about this last week. They have not come out and said Morbius is in the Marvel Universe. They have True. not said Venom's in the Universe. They have not said uh, Madam Web, Spider-Woman, which I think is... We, we, we already... We have an idea that it might be, but it's not. Which means the ball is always going to be in Sony's hand until they give it to Marvel 100%. Which is why True. you can't make But they're him. not going to give that up. Well, of course not. I don't. I don't think so either. But if the ball's in Sony's hand, Marvel has to play to Sony's hand to a degree. And if you make Spider and Spider Man integral, and something happens behind the scenes with executives, and they say, you know what, we're pulling Spider Man out. Yeah, true. That's why I think it's Doctor Strange. He's in One Division. Yeah. He's playing the new Tony Stark role in Spider Man Three. He's gonna be in Doctor Strange. He's gonna be in the Avengers. We know Doctor Strange has led the Avengers in you know comic runs. Yeah, you would know better than I would. Yeah. But um, also, you have to think about the the relationship between Marvel and Universal with the rights to Hulk. Yeah, but they've never made Hulk the integral piece. I mean, they make but him they integral. Own she, do they own She? Or is it just the Hulk? Do they the, own She Hulk? They own uh, no. Uh, it's the Hulk and Namor. Yeah, the Submariner. Yeah, they, it's it's a they they own shares of it. It's a share. Okay. It's different from Sony, where Sony owns him, but they're letting Marvel use him. Right. Where Universal has the full film rights to standalone films, but they're allowing him them to use the Hulk. Just, it's it's okay. weird. It's like yeah, a yeah. shared thing. It's 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 crazy. There's a really cool diagram. We'll have to find it where you can see who owns what. Um, and on that note, Iron Fist is reverting back to Marvel Studios in the next couple weeks. Well, so did Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage. Yeah. So there's that. Um, Recast them. Yeah. Finn, uh, Finn except Jones. I liked Daredevil. I, oh yeah, Charlie. Cox oh, I, I thought needs you meant, to I, stay. I thought you meant all of them. No, I liked Kristen Ritter as Jessica Jones, and I liked I forget his name. Um, oh, uh, uh, Luke Cage. Yeah, I forget his um, name. Mike Coulter. Mike Coulter. I do like him as Luke Cage a lot. Mm-hmm. I love John Bernthal as the Punisher. Oh, he's a great Punisher. Yeah. I like I really uh, Vincent hope... D'Onofrio as Kingpin. Oh, my God. They need to not waste that. I hope They need not. to not waste you that. Put him in. He put him is... in Hawkeye. I think he would fit so good in he's Hawkeye. He's one of those villains that you can throw in any movie. You can throw him in an Iron Man movie. Yeah, he, it's Kingpin. Kingpin has crossed paths with almost every, every Avenger. Every single one. And then I... Michael Clark Duncan played a... Even though this he was iteration a, he, he was, was a cool sucked, kingpin, his kingpin was awesome because he was big, bad, brooding, and it was it yeah, wasn't like it was this just typical like, kingpin. It was, it was you like, know they they went with a person of color and it worked because well, he was kingpin. Yeah, he went off of uh, the uh, the Green Mile. Yeah, he was built for that movie. Yeah, and they just carried him over and we're like, hey, yeah. let's put a white suit on you. <laughs> yeah, so we're we're stoked for Spider Man three, but we're not done with Spider Man three. Okay, it's time for the rumor of the week. It's time for the Rumor of the Week. So, 
I teased this on Twitter, and I know you're all dying to know. Toby Maguire. What? Rumored. Rumored. But supposedly Toby Maguire is set to return to Spider-Man 3 as Spider-Man. What? Oh my goodness. Should we go into a little detail uh, on what we mean? Yes. I'll let you explain it. it. Okay. So great rumor of the week, Derek. Thank you, Skylar. Um here's the thing. There are there is there there's always been words out there on the internet that Toby Maguire is coming back as Spider-Man in this movie. And it was all it was all said and done once Electro came in. Yeah. Well, but we got a set our, our our best our one of our best sources out there. You know, let us know that he's set. He's his deal is signed. He's not there's there's reports out there that oh, there's no deal signed. They're just they're rumored. No, Toby Maguire's back. So There you go. So we have solid confirmation. Yeah, he's back. Toby Maguire's back as Spider-Man. Now we just got to wait on Andrew Garfield. He, <laughs> Which I which I think is. Did you happen. ask the source about him? I did. He didn't get back Nothing? to me. Oh. No, wouldn't get back to me on that one. He's I, like, I gave he, you one. I'm not giving you another. Yeah, he he, he wouldn't give me that one. I don't. Tom think... Holland said though, right? No. <laughs> Damn it! No, right? it's Tobey Maguire. <laughs> no, um, no, Tobey Maguire set. Andrew Garfield, as far as I know, isn't set. But I at this point, they're going after. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. no way. There's a rumor out there that they're already looking. They've already cat. They, there's a rumor out there which I find to be balderdash that Miles Morales is already cast. No way. Yeah, no. I think it's. I think it's uh, the hot pile of, you know, poo poo. Hot well, pi- a hot pile of Artemis fell. That means we'll see Donald Glover again if this turns out to be true. Maybe. Maybe, maybe he's really prowler. prowler. Yeah. What if he is a member of the Sinister Six oh, instead of like yeah, a like a instead Doc Ock or something? Instead which of would be yeah, a, instead of like a crime against yeah, humanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would be awesome to oh, see him as yeah. the Prowler. That would be cool. It's, I don't it, know. I got my he, rocks off on uh, on the Prowler after into uh, into the Spider Verse. He's badass. I tease something else. Let me tell you what I heard yesterday, but I didn't really kind of take. Yeah, it this is much. new to me. Okay. I was casually talking to our source the other day, and we were just kind of talking about, um, wasn't Space Mountain. What were we talking about? We were talking about one of the Disney live-action movies, I think. He had asked me, like, a random question, and then I, we started talking about, like, Marvel, and I, I was like, hey, do you, um, oh, it's the Haunted Mansion door closing. <laughs> um, uh, we were talking casually about, like, Marvel, because, the, oh, the Electra news had come out, and I was like, hey, what do you think of this stuff? And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's pretty cool. He, he, he goes... He go. He goes. You know. Uh, you know. You know. Toby Maguire's set, right? I was like, no. And then I got another confirmation. You know, Toby Maguire's set. And uh, so we started talking about other Marvel projects. And I'm like, man, it, I'm I'm curious who they go after for like X Men and Fantastic Four to direct these movies because they're going to need to bring in a director with some sensibilities to the comics. You know, someone who I've always been pushing for Peyton Reed to take one of these. Yeah, and he does a great job with the Ant Man movies, but he was. He was telling me, he's like, hey, man, he's all, and and this isn't like confirmation or, or take this with a, with a grain of salt with the way he told me. He goes, hey, well, you know, Skylar, uh, he's all just, you know, you know, who's out there that, you know, Marvel Studios really loves and uh, they've talked to him before. And I'm like, really? Who? And he goes, just, he's all, he's all just, uh, just rewatch Bumblebee. And I'm like, Travis Knight? 
Yo. Yeah, apparent, apparently Travis Knight's the hot name at Marvel Studios. They haven't talked... Listen, they haven't talked to him. Well, he was approached for Guardians 3. Yeah, yeah they were appro- he was approached for Guardians 3 before that whole James Gunn fiasco ended. Um, yeah, he's still a hot name at the studio. He was in the running for Blackwood... Or, no, Eternals. Oh, really? Yeah, he was one of the names. Um, uh, it was him... It was, uh, oh my gosh, Kate Shortland, who ended up taking on Black Widow. Right. And uh, there was another name out there. I forget who it was. I think it was, it might have been Mulan director Nikki Caro. I, I can't I can't remember. But yeah, Travis Knight's name is still circling. So he might tackle a, an X-Men, a Fantastic Four, maybe a, a new film, maybe maybe a, a Nova film, which has been rumored. Um, so, you know. Ghost Rider. It's a rumor. Take that with a, a grain of salt, but you got two hot rumors of the week from your huge, boys. Huge, huge. So, yeah. Tobey Maguire is set to come back as Spider-Man, and Travis Knight is circling some Marvel projects. So, yeah. there you go. Man, what a podcast. Enjoy the tears. Listen, check out all the awesome stuff we talked about at the DizInsider.com. We're working so hard to bring yes. you awesome content. Thank you to all our writers. We're not going to keep giving you guys updates on what's going on with the tears. Um you already know. We're, you already know. We're, go packed. listen to the last episode. We actually go into it a lot uh, at the end of episode 17. Yeah. So go back, give it a listen. To our new subscribers that just subscribed today, go back, give that a listen. You guys will all be up to date as far as you know new tiers coming, what we're adding to tiers, and what our tiers are. Um, but on that note, uh, we would like to thank our executive producers. Bring it on. And one more that just joined today. We would like to thank Elliot Bullock II, Lauren Javier, Adam Armstrong, Eric Nova, Brian Griebel, Ernesto Barreda. Barreda, Spencer Weary, Sean Williams, Jico Chu, Brianna Schad, Jacob Cano, Edward Rose, Everybody Loves a Good Story, and Abby Stoshak. Thank you guys all so much for your support, even the $5, even the $10. Thank you. Well, $10, you got shouted out. But the $5, we love you just as much. Um, but everyone loves a good story. I'm going to get your name, and you're going to get thrown up on the website with your social media of choice. So, Which we do need to update because there's a couple names I don't think are on there yet. But, hey, we will update that. Yes. All right. Let me, uh, hey, Senor Cory, <laughs> bring me that sexy outro music. And a one, one a, a two, two, a three, three, a four, a five. five.